You're listening to the ACL Podcast. My name is Michael Williams. My guest today is Davide Baroncini, the founder of Gaia, a clothing line based in Los Angeles. Davide's unique perspective and personality shine through in everything he does. It's in every detail of his brand, his shop, and his product. I find him one of the most compelling people I've met and truly an inspiration in the menswear space. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Davide. What's up, Williams? I feel like we can have a friendly conversation. Absolutely. Where where it feels like a conversation with friends because I have become friends with you over time. Absolutely. Through your work. A little early than that. I met you when you worked for Brunello, but now you have your own empire, your own store. It's my happy place, as well as (laughs) rather than. But I'm I'm always happy to to speak, to talk friendly with you, Michael. You are one of the few people that I'm happy to to look in the face like this and to talk. It's a shame I don't see you more. Frankly, it is what it is. You know, you got two babies. You got like in LA, also driving an hour to go see somebody might feel like you're going on a road trip. I feel like we have very, very different backgrounds, but also see the world the same way. in In a lot of, in a lot of aspects, we. Agree. I feel like we have a lot of the same views on things. But I agree. Do you feel like you, you're someone that just has a sort of not to be uneloquent, but no, no, no bullshit. I always. Oh, it's also because when you're a second language, that's kind of like, I don't mean to justify myself, but it's like, I have a very thin uh, uh, filter, sorry, a, li- a very wide filter, yeah. I would say. My, my, my strainer is not, too, is not too tight. Today I was planning, I was driving over here, I was planning to, to spend like 20 seconds on, on saying why, and, and I posted about you a while ago, and I expressed my, my grateful for you, and... We just opened, we just opened, I don't want to get emotional, I'm very sensitive <laughs> right now, but there is, uh, uh, like you said, and I absolutely agree, I think we have, we share the same way to see a certain things, and that's what connected us, but there is a sort of, when you're on my side of the fence, it's like you're trying to do something so hard, and you're trying generally to have like uh, some, some, some grip on it, but not out of interest, like, like, you want to tell a story and you're like, oh, I hope that somebody wants to listen to it mm-hmm. without being too dramatic, you mm-hmm. know? So, so like early days, I was making you a coffee. And I was like, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? Early days was like, I felt a little bit like you started questioning yourself and then you go somewhere and you're like, oh, wow. And then you see that show spend like a four and you're like, what am I at? Why my story doesn't want to be heard? Why I'm not having the impact that I thought this, and not that my opinion mattered that much, but you know, you, you, you are in a certain industry for more than a decade and you're like, it's 15 years I do this and, and, and you know that guy and I met that guy when he was the assistant of that guy and I met the guy and then now, and now the guy that's doing that, he was doing that, like, I can't believe it. Like I went on vacation with the, you're trying to have a compass on that and you're like, damn, what am I doing? over here and and with you in a very vulnerable time where we're probably and i only can say this five years later it probably the story wasn't even there to tell and i remember you being so patient with me you would meet me like somewhere in middle ground and you flew to new york on your dollars to to bring me around and like i will never forget that and i don't mean to sound like hey you fucking you walled me like you're like here but listen this is not gonna happen now that's not gonna happen now that guy is not gonna be interested now the guy is gonna pretend he doesn't know you for about five years and then he's gonna be like oh you're the best and and you had that frank uh, once again you had that attitude since the beginning and and you were very kind in that sense you know like i think your vision is 
incredible and it was easy for me to understand it was a, a very comfortable thing what you were doing what you were trying to Thank do you. what you were making i mean it's honestly we're sitting in your new store in san yeah. marino and it's a stunning place thank you thank that you. you have done all on your own with thank your you. wife pia thank and you. you know your family has done this and this is something that companies with a team of people and unlimited resources couldn't pull off or would have a hard time doing so it's it's admirable what you've built even when i met you five years ago before <laughs> the brand was anything yeah. i knew that this was in you and it was easy for me to see and i'm generally not always right obviously i mean I don't think I'm always likes right. to be modest. I, well, uh, no, I, I, I don't always get it right is what I was trying to say. But with you, I knew what your your potential could be. And you've lived up to it. And it's been, you know, I, you're had a great story in GQ. And you've been covered by a lot of people. And, and people talk about you. And I hear it. And it's in positive, great ways. And I'm always, it feels good because you did it. And I knew you could do it. And a lot of times it's hard to make that connection and follow through and honestly like you've stuck with your beliefs with the brand you've done it your own way yeah, yeah, it, trying people would say i think all <clears throat> all the best sort of advice to how to build a brand in 2023 <laughs> or 2019 when you started i think would be different than everything you've totally. done totally. so no like like i, th I think without you're, you're very kind but without without taking too many credits about my reaction to what i was experiencing was literally all I had. It's like you you try to teach something to a kid, and the kid react the kid react reacts in a certain way, and you gotta have patience. It's like kids only knows their reaction. Today I was looking at my daughter walking around between the living room and the the, the TV room, singing Jingle Bell like a loop. You can't do nothing about that. Like you just gotta. She knows how to do that. So what I'm trying to say, comparing my, myself to a kid in the industry I was in it. All I knew to do was what a physical space will show. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can tell you how to do it. I can show you how to do it. And I don't mean to bring any dramatic reference of some old movie or some old interviews or some like, but once I got focused on that and saying, okay, I'm in my dining room. How many people can see my dining room? A few people. Yeah, sure. Michael can come over for a coffee and see that I have samples every Lake Avenue store was 340 square foot. Literally the space behind us is a dressing room and this little area. Here. So you're talking about your first store in Pasadena, co co which, was in, which was a tiny little jewel box store <laughs> in a replica of the Burlington Arcade from London, which is wild. You know, when I would explain that to people. It, I'm like, you're not going to believe it, but there's actually an exact it, replica of the Burlington Arcade. It was kind of rocambolic. Like I live, I spent, I live in London for a minute, and I was living close to the one, the real Burlington Arcade in Mayfair. And the guy had the, the, the you know, double-breasted white gloves and the music. Is saying, there is a Marianella Thai vintage Rolex. It was a dreamy place. And when I saw the place empty. I'm like, this has so much charm. Like, the funny thing is that the space was so small <laughs> yeah. that once again, it was like, it's like drumming a Formula One versus a, a go-kart. And that little space was such a challenge. Saying, oh, if you can do it here, you, you might can think it to, to, to get in the business in a more, you know, constructive way. What I was saying is like, how many people can see that? Few. How many people can see this? I'm in San Marino. <laughs> Definitely, so, and San Marino not is, the capital of fashion, you know. <clears throat> San Marino is is for people that don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. This may be incorrect, and I didn't grow up in LA, but 
it's to me it's sort of like beverly hills of the east side basically it's very very wide streets beautiful houses big lots very movie movie set very nancy meyer my wife would say uh san marino is comparable to living in connecticut yeah for new york is listening or upstate somewhere like yeah you know like it's very it's very so we are on the board between South Pasadena, to our right, and Pasadena, uh, Lake Avenue, where my store was, about five minutes away. Huntington Garden is very close, where mm-hmm. Mr. Lauren had his uh, last show. Uh, the Lazy Park is magnificent. I go there often in the sound with the kids. It's it's a very it's a it's a street, and 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 you saw people picking in the windows, like average of the walking client is like. 78 years old, a lady trying to buy my Christmas ornaments, a lady <laughs> asked me to buy the sign of the former business that was here. But yeah, so, so like, it's like I can do this, how many people can see it? How many people can I share the message? But yeah, that, that was the challenge. You know? But do you feel like it doesn't matter where your store is? I mean, because, we and we can come back to the brand stuff, and mm. but it's interesting because you've done, you did the little store in Pasadena, the little Burlington Arcade store, and then you've now moved to a bigger space, which is maybe four or five times bigger than Pretty that. Much, yeah. It's a beautiful store and it's opening, you know, it's just about to open. So we're sitting here, it's Sunday morning. Yeah. It's quiet. It's a nice time to be here and thank you for having me. Thank um, you for being here. So you did the store, you know, and everyone would say like you go in there and it was so small, you almost had to move out of the way for people to look at things Literally. and whatever. Um, which <laughs> I is, remember the first time you came in with the bicycle. <laughs> you brought me the bicycle. We could have barely moved it around. Yes. So, yeah. you, but I feel like you built <clears throat> this, you, you built the thing and then people would come and see you and you yeah. would be there. And it didn't really matter. Like, it's very much a destination. I mean, is that what you're thinking with what you're doing? I mean, you're not in Soho and you're not on Melrose. Yeah. And, and by any meaning, I don't mean to to sound like that I'm avoiding to have a story in Soho, you know, because I, you I think- You live over here though. It's like you're trying to build- It's seven minutes away. Yeah. Uh, I think I think what I, I learned with the lake space, with the previous place, is that sometimes you invest so much on making something. You know, when you open retail stores, brick and mortar, it's like, you feel almost like a host. It's like, oh, I'm inviting you to my house. To the degree that brand is in it. You know, I can say, oh, we have a space here. Address on, on bio, like, come to see me. But when, when a big brand says, oh, we have a huge opening, you know, the store is here, boom, but it's this big. I don't want to mention another brand because I really feel, I don't mean to, to sound disrespectful to anybody, but it's like, I've been opening stores and working for a big guy. Mm-hmm. with pretty much a limited budget, fair to say. In, in whatever you want a store, you can say, I want it there with this material, the look this way, designed by this guy, done. So you go there, stay there two weeks, open it, that's it. Mm-hmm. People will come. Mm-hmm. In my case, it was more like I'm having a party, come to see me. Bring uh, your kids, bring mm-hmm. a bottle, whatever. Sure, mm-hmm. you're going to find food there. And the difference is that when you go to somebody's house, no matter how big is the house, you know, I have a little chair, I have a little table, I got to sit here. And you're going to be happy to come see me. Mm-hmm. And that place was so little that I had one configuration only possible. <laughs> so lighting independent light, little counter, you're on the other side of the counter. Here it is. I can offer you a coffee. You can have one seat because if you're with your wife, she can only sit, you got to stand. But <laughs> there is something about that that people understand. 
even if you are an idiot, sorry to use a strong term, <laughs> you understand that that's the best I can do in that moment. So yeah. if you are down for that, here I am. But I appreciate your perspective and this isn't... I hope my, it makes my, sense. My, yeah, makes sense. of course it makes sense. You've done a good job with social media and you understand Instagram in your own way and you very much do it your own way. And it's different than anyone would probably tell you what you need to do. That authenticity that you take to that platform shows through and it feels like you and it's very unique and I feel like it's grown and you've got a lot of attention based on that, which is good for the business. And, but I think when I think about the store, I think everyone would say like, don't do this, build out your website. And totally. yeah. And you were like, no, totally. I'm going to like we make spent, this tiny store. Totally. Right. We spent, we spent $0 in marketing. We spent <laughs> $0 in e-commerce. I designed a website and my wife is so mad about it. But we're finally <laughs> working with somebody that is willing to partner with us. When I met you, you say something to me that I never forget. You say to me with Instagram, either you do it and you go hard. You really put yourself on the trench and like vulnerable, real, or don't even do it. You say to me, or oh, rather you're not having a, an Instagram and you being that brand, they're just gonna come to see you. Yeah, yeah. And Instagram, it, it does work that way. And it's like, there is nothing, it's like in the middle, there is no space. There is so much that people they just don't pay attention to it. But what I'm trying to say is like, I, will, I would like it to say two things about this. It's like, I, I often go to flea markets and I go to see vendors that are there and blah, blah, blah. So I'm walking with my wife and there is this dear friend of mine that, that he's a hat maker, uh, Wellema Hat & Co, Cody. Very nice guy. I don't wear cowboy hats. So there is, this is absolutely <laughs> pro bono. My, my, there's no interest in there. But I went to see him at this store, this magnificent store. I was walking the, the Rose Bowl market and he had a little stand there. So charming. And that's it. And he's selling hat, either in store, Sunday, store is closed, he's selling it at the market, at the flea market. Mm -hmm. What that showed me, to your point, modest apart, that guy could be on a parking lot, which actually what a flea market is, and still sell, selling you a $1,000 hat, because you're buying it from that guy. Mm -hmm. That, to me, Michael, is not, you can't budget that. You can't say, I wanna, and you can even buy that. You, can, you cannot say to the guy, I'm gonna buy your free market stand. The guy's like, no, I can't. I have my Sprinter van, I upload it at 4 a.m., mm -hmm. I leave it at noon. That job is priceless. Now, do I wanna be forever believing on that? In a sense, yes. Mm -hmm. Then uh, I sign it tomorrow. If somebody tells me, an operator says to me, I would like a store like this in New York, I can't do it, I can't painting it. If you tell me like, here's the money to make a store in Soho, I go, I fly there two months, I don't see my kid, I go to, I painted the store myself, mm -hmm. of course. But that, that concept has to stay the same. Otherwise, there is not this. So do you think like you can scale, you think it's possible to scale the brand while also keeping it, you know, with that personal touch and that fingerprint of yours on everything you do? Or are those, two, two, are those two things impossible to try to do? If I say to you, I have a store in New York, I have a store here, I have a store in Tokyo, I don't know, a store in London, a store in Milan, yes, I can fly. But it's not because of me. Founder story are important. Yeah, yeah we, are, we are sitting, I have a, a, a book from Ralph here. And I hate to always mention the same guys, but, <laughs> but, but think about it. People will tell you, oh, I saw him in Aspen once pulling in his car with his wife. 
they will not tell you, oh, he has a beautiful store there. People will tell you, oh, I saw him at the Hamptons. Oh, I know he goes to Nantucket, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the biggest fashion brand, undeniably. You know, there is a difference between building a business and building a brand. Mm-hmm. This guy did it, over exceeded both of them. Public mm-hmm. company, the guy is yeah. the king, father, everybody's father, everybody papa. Different time, sure, but he did it. So if he did it, I'm not saying that I can do it. I think everybody can You're do it. You're saying it's possible. I think so. Hard, yeah. extremely hard. Yeah. So like, if you allow me to have uh, 50 stores still with my daughter, four on the on the shelf, and uh, my grandfather, my wife's grandfather on the bar, and I do the buying, I do the merchandising, I design the clothes, and I resource. I pay a dollar and seventy cents per button. If you are okay with that. I go to business tomorrow with anybody that is listening to this <laughs> that doesn't try to tell me, oh yeah, but that coat there is magnificent. It's actually $6,000. should be 10. If we want to talk frankly, yeah. I'm underpricing it. Can we do it for two? No. I can call another name and making you a coat for 2000 That one I can't. But I'm not being dramatic. That one specifically, today market, the people knows about stuff and clients understand things. It's not 1980. Everybody listen yeah. to podcasts, look around, knows reference of things. Can I do it? No. You might have the feeling at a certain point that you might can do it. You're like, yeah, but you can. Like if we made, no, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. You feel the culture of your perspective and you're building the culture of Giaia here and what you're doing like has the seed of that right and it could be what ralph has and you could do these other things it would take someone with a different perspective i look at what you've built the stores you've done how you've approached the brand in a lot of ways like it feels non-commercial when everyone feels very commercial and everything is very commercial and to me like i get a a strong sense of the love of the product and the environment and the people and everything that goes into it that's sort of counter to the broader perspective in yeah. a lot of ways yeah. where I think with the right people, you could continue this and make it bigger. But I also think in it's harder because you're trying to you know build a business and yeah. provide for your family and all yeah. these things. But in a, in a lot of ways, I'm like, it's perfect right now. I am a happy man. I bigger doesn't to, need to be. I live seven minutes away. Yeah. If I can't pay the bill, I'm a happy man. And I mean it. Undeniably, Michael, like, and I think that people that, that, that build something can relate to that. There's a famous glass wall that when you hit, gets very frustrating. You're like, oh, I love what I do, and I, I'm so critical of myself. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I went to see the, the archive of, I was invited so gently to see the archive of Massimo Osti, right? Mm-hmm. And I walk in the place, Michael, and I got quiet for like 15 minutes. I got so humbled by the place. And I'm like, damn. This guy and I have the same job description. It, I shouldn't even think about that. The guy had a wall of pockets, sample of pockets only, <laughs> a wall packed, basket of milk basket, canvas basket, filled with pieces. You would print stuff on paper, on a big printer like this, like big like this table, and tape it on clothes to <laughs> see how it looked. Mm-hmm. When I see those fingers, like, I'm always like here every day, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even started to send it what I, what I wanna say. 
what do you what do you describe about Ralph? And you know, beside 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 Ralph being Ralph, we can say about Giorgio, we can say about uh, Yamamoto, we can say about Brunello, we can say about other people that did that. Tom Ford. What they have in common is the generation all belong to the same time, but not to sound like oh everything was better. No, the modality were different. They had li- different tools. The only way that they had to build it was to show it to you. Like this is how it looks. This is how it feels. This is how it smells. Mm-hmm. I can do only this. I can't do a AI shopping virtual experience of a m- no. They couldn't done it. They only brick by brick. They only could do it that way. Yeah. So I think I think what that that inspires me because I'm a visual person. I was a visual merchandiser, and the only way I had my boss to tell me that I was good at the end of the day was to send a recap of a photo of the before and after. <laughs> There was there was where it make my day a good day or a bad day. <laughs> okay, so the store looked that way, carpet was there, the bulb had to be replaced, the water was, and now it looked this way. Good job. I'm flying tomorrow to someone else to do it again. Yeah. And again and again and again and again and again. So that was my measure of success <laughs> that I was doing good at job was that that the store looked good after I left my visit, my visual merchandising visit. Mm-hmm. So that's how I still kind of like operate. Mm-hmm. It, it does make sense. Right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, you can come and write about it. You can interview me. You can buy. Still, at the end of the day, I got to clean up and I got to make sure that this looks good. Like somebody's going to look at it and say, oh, <laughs> I miss a shirt there. Oh, something. So that's that's pretty much how seriously I approach it. I mean, it. I, I think that your skills with visuals is is apparent. And it's obvious when you come into this place that it's you're you're different in that way. And it's, I mean, this, this store is incredible and everything's in its place and it's just very well done. And, you know, and then the product is interesting and the styling is interesting and and there's, it's very layered. So I appreciate it when you come in and it's kind of like, Oh, this is all you. I'm like, I don't know how he's doing it, but he's doing it. And there's not some secret army of other people like behind the scenes. So I I think about Evan Canori a little bit though. Mm -hmm. And his sort of, I don't know. It sort of seems like he has a, a little bit of an unwillingness to scale and he wants to be small and have his one place. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you in a lot of ways embody that same vision yes. and, you know, not to keep coming back to it, but it's, it feels like in a world where everyone just wants to be huge, yeah. it's very unique to be independent and small and sort of hard to get to. And it, it, I don't know if you're doing yeah. that on purpose, but. You know, I also what I love about the today world is that I could say something. Say, you have you have the market right now is right is very divided. It's like, oh, this is the McCoy jacket. Steve McQueen jump out of a cliff and <laughs> brush his shoulder and and it's there. It's in that window display. I'm the only one owning it in this little store on Elise somewhere remote. That's the jacket. And everybody's like, holy shit, that guy, sorry. <laughs> that guy owns that garment. And he has other, and then he has James Dean boots. And then he has, uh, I'm trying to extremize the concept. Or there is like, oh yeah, we have Andrew's store worldwide. And like, yeah, you know, we partner with so-and-so. And so it's like either everything's super rare or it's like super mass. And what happened is that if that guy of the McCoy jacket sang a deal with somebody and then brings... 10 copies of the McCoy Jarrett. Like, yeah, it used to be great, but now it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't believe in the narrative either. Like, there are brands like Supreme that as far as for what I do, once they found the right partner and saying, oh, let's bring in this brand, 
that already had a strong identity and strong like to the next level mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily link with the fact that the brand lost their believing and i wanted to mention supreme to the mention it something more obvious close to what i do because even there people say yeah but that's supreme yeah that's that's like yeah sure no it's not you don't know what it took that guy to sign a deal with that guy yeah the guy took 20 years to do yeah, that yeah so if you can do that i salute you i took off my hat but talking about that way only because the guy actually landed on that that's not cool either i was with ted in new york last week two weeks ago I have huge respect for what Teddy did with LD. It's almost so easy to say now, oh yeah, but no, there is no yeah, but the guy I met the guy in 2013, he had a pop-up on Mott. And I know exactly that he had a shirt, a shirt, a sweat, and a pair of shoes. This mm-hmm. is a white box. Yo, if you can do from that to that. <laughs> You're saying if ALD can get from the tiny shop to like to, to, an empire. We still took him. 15 years, yeah, yeah. why should I judge that path? Do you, do you think about that? Like, would you want to be? I can't tell you if I want it this morning. Like, I, it, it, it would be, I would be lying to you if I say yes or no, in the sense that it is what is going to bring me tomorrow morning to open this door? No. I'm being frank, Michael, yeah, with it's you. not what drives you. Not. Well, Teddy had a different, Teddy was trying to get somewhere different, perhaps, than, than you are. Probably, but what I'm what I'm putting uh, what I'm what I'm talking is that the modality of it mm-hmm. is what uh, people should judge. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels today that they can talk. The only people I lo- I respect you so much and I love you because because I'm here. <laughs> because I'm no, kidding. because you are you never talk. You express yourself very little <laughs> in private. Li- I'm talking beside your professional life. Mm-hmm. You I never heard you saying oh so and so whatever. Or, yeah, but I don't believe that, right? No, you are very objective about things. Okay, dude, you don't like that guy? Sure. But that guy did that. Yeah. He did it. So no matter how much you don't like that guy, you're worth it. This, the guy's worth it. No, no financially, you know what I mean, right, yeah. Michael? So people got to start to understand that that is, you got to respect that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what, what Teddy, for instance, I, I named him, I couldn't name other, wanted to do at the beginning of that, but he did it. And we can talk uh, all day about questioning choices or where the brand is. Or, but it still took him 15 years, and I saw where he started. And where is he now? I have to respect that process. Yeah. And again, I could mention, I mentioned Massimo Osti did the same. And, you know. I mean, even look at Brunello. <coughs> I mean, came, came from nothing. As much as, everyone <coughs> wants to, as much as everyone wants to say that stuff's too expensive or whatever, yeah. I mean, he's, it's not like... You know, Brunello was getting a lot of help, you know, as a young Correct. guy. Correct. That's what I mean. But it's interesting because you have so many streetwear. Like you have a lot of connections, like, in the streetwear world. But then you don't express almost any of that. I think, that, I guess that's what it just, generally is where I come from. It means, like. You like it or what's no, the but, but The funny thing is, like, you know, I always I always say, like, we are animals. You know, like, and, and human beings are animals. And. And what we do, based on the context we are, we sniff each other. We're like, yeah, let me see that guy. Oh, I fuck with that guy. Sorry, but sorry, my French. I don't mean to use a strong term. <laughs> okay. I don't want to be vulgar. But but it's, it's okay. like, I think I think the people that are in that pocket of the business, the people that are in that side of of the business, that side of the industry, do apply more generally that rule. And I mean, again, I don't mean to be dramatic. I say it all the time. It's my favorite line. But it's like. 
few brands that that operate in what people refer as a streetwear, they only knew how to operate that way. Mm-hmm. Because because if I meet a, a very elevated founder that might went to to Stanford or that might went here, that might, it's clear that his skill, his tools, on his toolbox were based on that. He might relate to me if I went to Stanford, I went to Harvard, and I can't understand what it took him to become that guy. Mm-hmm. How hard he had to work it in that side. So instead, if I meet somebody that started a brand and saying, okay, I come from there, I barely go to school, my father was, I'm not trying to dramatize the sense, but it's like authenticity is not dictated by anything, but what brought that item? What, when we see a watch or a pair of glasses, oh, because uh, that guy was wearing it. I don't mean to mention Steve McQueen again, but it's like, oh, the guy was wearing it. So that's a great watch. No. Maybe the watch that he was actually wearing it doing the Le Mans, oh, that's a fantastic watch. <laughs> but like, same with what we create. To be authentic has to come from a place that you thought about it, you dream about it, it was hard, <laughs> and you did it, and you made it. And now yeah. you can see it. This bottle has been, some Pellegrino bottle has been the same for 50 years. One label. Same shit. 20, 20, not even the shape change. <laughs> Coca-Cola bottle, same. Same yeah. bottle. Yeah. Um, big uh, lighter. It's the same color. The same big for 50 years. What that has to do with the authenticity, the guys felt the way they won and felt the day. Yeah, yeah. It does make sense. Yeah, so like, absolutely. I, if you ask me, what do you believe, David? I believe in that. How many big lighters has been, has been making in the history? Trillions. But it's that big lighter. So I believe in that. I mean, there's some of that here, right? There's a cashmere sweater that you had in 2019 when you launched. The first thing you sold Correct. is still in this store. Correct. Because why shouldn't it be here? Right? Correct. Like, if it were not here now, wouldn't that mean that it wasn't worthy of being here in the first place? Right? I mean, that's the right. question. It's like having things that aren't super perishable don't go bad instantly. Correct. You know, having like a longer view on the world. I guess to me, like if I were to sum up what I, what my perception of your philosophy is or your thoughts is just having a longer view. I mean, it feels very, uh, this feels very, uh, everything you do is authentic to you, but also you have a long view. You're not trying to, I don't know, you're trying to do something different, which to me is very interesting because everyone's trying to do the same thing. And I look at you and I think David is not, you're not trying to do what I'm trying to do or what, you know, someone else says. Buscemi said that actually this week, he said, you know, you do these things your own way. Yeah. You know, which I think is very interesting and sort of underappreciated. And and John is somebody that does that. And, and, and he reflects in everything he does. Either he's a sneaker or he's a, uh, hot sauce yeah. but it, that's his style and he applies it to his thing so so it's like i believe i i am a firmly believer on that that to me is the only thing that really matter i don't care what you make product is very relative i, I remember one time you brought me to new york to the harvard club <laughs> and you I show did, me yeah do you remember you took yeah, you took yeah. you took me there and i'm showing and you're showing me that and i felt like I felt like in a movie i felt like you know when you, you see the movie that a guy brings the guy to campus and he's like wow and i'm like Wow! I remember it was like the elephant head on the like, no, incredible. But but you walk it through me to those room with a perfect understanding of how I would react to that. 
You don't say to me, oh, David, let's have coffee at the Harvard Club here. Have a seat. I'm here like every day. No, you say to me, this is incredible. And you are going to freak out. <laughs> and I walk in and I did freak out. So it's exactly the same when you walk in a store and you want, it's about how am I approaching you? I could have, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's like if somebody walk in and wants to buy the Christmas order, it's like, man, I'm going to make a thousand dollar sweater. Can you buy one? <laughs> I forget. Hey, that's a cute ornament. What do I have a coffee? Yeah, my wife bought it. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, it's all about that. And, and ultimately, if you... I want to go back to the question you asked me about, about scaling and about that. Anybody that did anything of that magnitude, though, will tell you, Michael, the hardest thing to do is to have people to do it with it. If I can find somebody that I believe as much as I do, means, uh, would you work for me if I don't pay you? Would you work for me? If we lose everything tomorrow, what's Correct. it going to mean? Would you work for me? Would you do it for me? Yeah. I'm sick at the hospital. Can you go grab it there and send it to that guy? Or can you go to fix the toilet? Or can you do this? Can you do that? If you can do that, I need other 20 like you. And then I need other 100 like you. It depends where I want to go. So mm -hmm. the hardest part, and that's impossible to replace it, is, is that. So people that did a big things had a big people to do it with. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and my wife has been bulldozing me <laughs> to <laughs> Michael loves my wife very well so I was like I can't really to make a new brand to make a new logo I, I designed the tag uh -huh. and the tag has the name of a brand it's made in Italy and then <laughs> because the company is called Guy Cashman when I sell a cotton so I was like but this is cotton exactly I put a cotton I put the composition of what it is mm -hmm. but of socks it's cotton cotton so brand is called Gaia Gaia Cashman it's a brand how I like it, the brand, to see it's on the side storefront sign. And it, so she's like, you should change the tag. I'm like, but I love the tag. No, but you should change. You are not a graphic. This, this is the wrong font. This is, you got to change it. We got to evolve it. It's like, no, the tag is beautiful. Okay, design a crest. About what? What do you do, Michael? The, the dog? The, the car? What, what do you think? I think if you're not into dogs and I design a crest with the dog, I'm screw it. If you're not into the car, I'm, no, I don't have a crest. Once I wanted to do a crest about the road, the Pasadena crest. Because mm -hmm. when I moved here, I started the business. Yeah, it was such a paradox. And she's like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> Pasadena, Ciro Pasadena will sue you and you can never win it. Like, so you can't. So, but I, have a, I will send you the photo. I have an old tag that literally, that I designed first, that was like, yeah, cashmere. Um, made in Italy and had the Pasadena crest in it. <laughs> I was shot. I, I, I have yeah. it somewhere. I know that I know I'm sure that you I could license it from the town. You know, they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll sign it over for no, anything <laughs> possible with money. Yeah. I've, I've tried to hold back and also it took me a while to sort of figure you out and figure all of it out. But you know, I, I have at one point said to you, like, and sometimes I go to the website and I'm like, why is it so hard to get to the shopping part of the site? You know, I just once like, you sent me a recap about it. I remember you sent yeah, me once like, I was like, I was, I think I like had had enough. And I, I asked like, you, you for it. You just said it anyway. But out of a place of, you know, wanting you to transact. Or of course, whatever. of course. No, um, you wanted to help. Of yeah. course. But I also <laughs> think, and, and the more I understand you now, too, like the name is probably would go against everything you do probably goes against the best practices of the moment and that is the thing that makes it great and when people you, know Mike. it and they love it and people like if i meet anyone and they know who you are they love it and you, i don't think people probably put it all together that quickly but eventually we all come around to yeah. what you're doing yeah the, and yeah. you know and i think pia understands your wife understands 
you know, that if we want to grow or you need to, you know, the evolution and sort of optimizing. And I almost feel like everything you do is sort of non-optimized. And that's the great part. (laughs) She's an incredible professional. And she's the reason why in part uh, this brand exists. I'm being honest with you. Mm -hmm. And, And she's always... Hard is not the right word. She's she's an incredible referee. Even if she's my wife, you know, if she meets you at dinner, she will say, "Oh, my husband is the most talented. My husband should design. Yeah. Like, my husband is the best." But to me at home, it would be like, "You understand? You cannot talk the way. You cannot say that. You cannot do that. <laughs> this is make no sense. I can't shop it that way." She's mad because I have to shoot the product tomorrow to upload it on the website, and mm-hmm. I still do that. We're in the manic, and I style them. So tomorrow, a guy comes. At night, he sent me the photo and uploaded it at night in the system and then launch it. It's like, that makes no sense. So what do you do? Two days? You don't sell product? What do you got to do? Like, what are you hoping to the public? Like, but what I'm trying to say, that, that's, that's, thank God. Thank God for her. But, it, but it's like, again, like, it, it, it's, it's, and I don't, <laughs> I don't mean to sound like, oh, yeah, if you want to do a brand, do all the unpractical thing, makes no sense, then you're going to have a business. That's not either the formula, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like with the website, it was a perfect example. It's like, if you do things to make it sense for other people, you're going to look at that and you're like, well, that makes sense for everybody but me. So, so, so like, yeah, I, I got lost of what I wanted to answer to it, but like that, that's how I feel about certain things. And, and this lady once worked with a damaged tin of olive oil. She worked at the store in the lake. She's like, are you the olive oil guy? Oh, she brought the olive oil. The because you also have a olive oil business. Correct. But but it's two different names, two different she doesn't know my name, it's Baroncini, right? Mm-hmm. She brought the his daughter her daughter or somebody said to him, oh, Go to the guy, the guy is yeah. there. Yeah. The guy itself is actually there. It's like if it's my home. Yeah. You can yeah. go to customer service, you can go there, you can blame him. Like you you can you can and that was to me that day, I'm like, does that teach me that I gotta have olive oil the sort? No. That teach me that the lady knows that that's me. Mm-hmm. So I, she wants me to be responsible for it. And, and, and that's exactly the point of this, if it makes sense. It's like, to your point, it's like, oh, then people meet you and make sense what you do and, and, and kind of understand that. Can that happen all the time? That's what it should happen all the time? No, because that's wrong. Because you might also meet me, and I always say that, and you might don't, not be into me. That's why I didn't call it with my name. Mm-hmm. But it's like, at least you have an understanding of how that brand is doing it. To me, we do a good job if every day I can say, as much that doesn't make sense to you, wearing a, the sandal with a coat, it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And here's why. And I think that, humbly think that, that that's the only way to say something. That's, that's what I'm trying to express. No, I think it's, I think it's interesting. And, and I appreciate that about, <clears throat> about what you're doing and just your perspective and you're accountable for all of this and um, whether you want to be or not, <laughs> you're front and center. Correct. Um, do you think, you know, so you grew up in Sicily. Yes. You lived in Europe, lived in, did you live in New York? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived so, in New York. That's what I was based with Brandless, yeah. So you lived in New York and then eventually you know your wife is from la and you move out to la do you think you could have done this or would have done built this brand if you lived in new york would it have happened the same way i mean do you feel like there's anything it's a fantastic question like a connection with california with how you grew up and there is for sure because i really feel home here 
Deep in My Soul, the M train in New York, uh, 6 30 a.m., wasn't my home. Mm-hmm. It was a place I was in it to do it. Mm-hmm. The to paradox work. is that my wife was my wife was born and raised in Pasadena. So my daughter, when my wife goes to New York, opposite, she mm-hmm. said, "I was born in Pasadena. When I'm in New York in that train doing that things, that frenetic schedule, I feel home. That to me feels home. Mm-hmm. Could I done it in New York? In New York, probably. To face reality, I would probably still have my job because probably I would not find the old guy that would tell me, "Sit down, young man. Tell me what are you doing." I might help. I might. <laughs> I might have some advice. Mm-hmm. You know, I met. You see that the the thing that those two napkins. Uh, the owner of this company called Glen Air, Peter Kaufman, incredible guy, like Philip Knight or like Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. I'm not being dramatic. Mm-hmm. He started a company called Glen Air. His company provide aerospatial components. Mm-hmm. I had to do my American accent to say that <laughs> word, even to say that word. <laughs> and and I met him to a birthday kids bird party one year old of his uh daughter daughter okay his niece we're talking and people are looking and, and Pia's like you know who's that guy i mean you know who's that guy the guy does this and he invited me to his facility to go to see the factory okay and i was like what am i doing here this guy literally <laughs> sent people on the moon I was like what, what i do here and i couldn't understand but then i understood later Probably in New York, I would have met another guy, but he would not have the time to tell me to go to see his facility or to tell me, have, come to have coffee with me. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or to write on a napkin. If you see it, like, it's also your priority in life. I was struggling one day, and, and I'm like... So there's two on the wall, there's two napkins framed on the wall. Literally. The here. But the funny thing is, you know what is, Michael? I, I want to be, you said it's going to be very frank. I'm going to be very frank to you. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. We can pause for a second. Hold on. We'll pause. Sorry. We're sorry. I had a moment. (laughs) Davide's, Davide, it's Sunday. We haven't even been drinking, but we're a little emotional. Yeah, I got a little emotional. I got a little emotional. Sorry, but but, yeah, I was talking about this guy in that frame on my wall. And this guy started this company and explained Michael how I met, what it was that interaction. And and I said to him, like, that frame there, <clears throat> sorry, represent the essence, what is right on that napkin, and what that guy told me that day, the guy that I met here, represented what to me is non-negotiable to make anything. That feeling that I had, I literally had to unlock because I started crying, but that feeling is the essence of talking about authenticity, talking about product, talking about business, brand, you have to feel that. There is no way around. And I also said, and I said to Michael, Michael, please, can you reapply? Because I would really like to say that. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to be the guy that cried at Michael. Was probably, <laughs> say, You're the first person I've ever made <laughs> cry. But you made yourself cry. It's sorry, so. Sunday morning, but you also get <laughs> I don't mean it to ruin your day too, but it's like... Oh, no, it's good. I, no I matter like what the brand or the person that is doing, you should never judge why he's doing. And I mentioned Amiri brand. I don't even know yeah. Amiri. But when I met him the first time, and he doesn't remember that I met him, he doesn't know who I am. And that's, <laughs> and that's okay. But what I'm saying, when I met Mike, I had the exact feeling of what that guy is trying to do. Just met him. 
had the Gypsy King uh, boots, he had the chain, <laughs> the jeans, the look. He wants to be that guy. When yeah. I met Jerry, he wants to be that guy. I know exactly what Jerry Lorenz is trying to do and who it is and yeah. who he's trying to be. Yeah, I mean, especially if we're just <clears throat> talking about clothing, but if you're building a business or trying to do something professionally, you have a vision, whatever whatever that is, whatever that, whatever you're trying to do, it's, first of all, the clothing business is brutal. It's so brutal. Hard. Yeah. Anyone that's made it, even if I don't, you know, I'm not into it, I can respect that it's so hard to do. It is extremely hard. Yeah. yeah. So like anyone that's done it is, it's, it's amazing. But, you know, I think you, if you look at people, if, you know, Jerry Lorenzo has a, he, he has a goal or he's trying to do something, whatever that is, if that's about building a business or making money or whatever that is, it's not really any of your business. And, you know, it's, it's, I think you can appreciate when you see someone and they know where they're going and they're trying to get yes. somewhere, regardless of what that goal is. But yes. to me, it's like what you're saying about the, the guy, Peter, yeah. that helped, Mr. You know, helped sort of get you through with the business. And I mean, you've been through a lot. This is, it's hard to do what you're doing. It's, yeah. it's ambitious and it's also been a challenging time to do it. Yeah. So it's even sort of extra hard. But even if you're being emotional, it's like yeah. there's a lot of authenticity in what you do and the conversations you have. And, you know, I, I actually say this sometimes to, to my wife is I really want to have deep conversations with people in, in regular life. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard. But when I find someone like you where you're, you know, you're willing to bear how you really feel and your yeah. tr your true self and speak openly and be vulnerable and have have those conversations it's it's very refreshing i mean it sort of goes back to my perception of what you're doing in general it's like yeah. you're really doing what moves you and you're pursuing the things that you find to be compelling and and you're not doing it for any other reason you're not doing it to build a big instagram following or to build a massive business to make tons of money you know it's <laughs> yeah. It's funny because you're like, if I could just do this every day, drive seven minutes to this beautiful store, yeah. you'd be happy. I would be happy. Life and, is and, simple. And I was trying to say, and I mentioned it, if your goal is to make money, and that's your ambition, that's your dream, to be the richest. Kind of Michael, I respect even that. Sure. You know, it was like the Wall Street rule. Like, fine, with me. At least that's real. Yeah. My dream might not be that. Am I judging it? No. You want to be the richest? Boom. Okay, do what you're doing. When I met Jerry, and Jerry explained me who his father was and what his dream was, uh, Jerry is a perfect example of you can question or judge. You can do whatever you want to say, whatever you want to say. When I met Jerry, it's like I wanted to be an athlete. I wanted to be a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. He looked like a professional athlete. He walked like a professional athlete. He dressed like a professional athlete. Could he be a professional athlete? I don't know. He wouldn't probably be already. He started making clothes feeling making you feel that kind of that was his dream mm -hmm. and even if you are not a focused person or a sharp person or have a good sense of observation jerry asked that he walked the room it's like that guy it looked like a it looked like a professional professional mm -hmm. athlete so it's like to me that i would never say oh what he does is beautiful i would have done it that way or the no no you can't say that nobody can say that maybe this guy again can say that right. rough but like what you can say is like, oh, you do it for real, though. I cannot question that. Yeah. You can respect when someone's following their vision. I cannot question yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I meant.
Michael, I'm so sorry, man. I just why are you sorry? <laughs> no, I'm just there a moment. I am sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean I, to like. It's I, Sunday morning. It's a happy no, day. No, no. I, I think it's I think it's refreshing, honestly. What you're doing, you and your family, and trying to build this business. It's you know, it's not easy, and I think it's you know, it's humbling in a lot of ways, right? Yes. In life in general, everyone just is out celebrating the wins and never sort of showing that it's there's a lot of challenges along the way and agree you know just to close this conversation and thank you for sitting with thank me you, and taking Michael. the time thank you for coming, congratulations man. on the store thank you brother legitimately one of the best stores in la like thank you, instantaneous man. top of the list um i'm really impressed by what you've done it's it's a hard road and your approach and your commitment to doing this has been has been really amazing and the, you're always the first person I think about when someone asks me who's doing something interesting or what's cool Thank you, and it's there's nothing contrived about it it's totally authentic and I think you should keep going <laughs> Thank I you, hope man. everyone supports you and I hope people come and see you here in San Marino Thank and, you. I appreciate it, and, and understand what what you're all about and you know take a sweater and you can you can get some of the Davide vibe Thank you, to take home with you if you want it <laughs> otherwise take just a sweater yeah otherwise come for a coffee exactly or yeah. come for a coffee yeah exactly exactly yeah. that's why we didn't put the bar at the front because i was talking to this friend of mine that owns this restaurant in la it's very very, very good for steven arroyo i don't know if you know him it's genius the way he designs space and when i first walk him through it, it's like he's looking at him like yeah i might want to put the bar there my project but because you see there's two twins door so it was because this was two spaces I mean, it's a beautiful storefront. Yeah, oh, I see it now. It's a 20, it's a 20. And like, so somebody bought it, put it down this wall, but the still, <laughs> the two awkward uh, twin doors stayed. So we made one Dutch. You see, I cut at the top of one so I can leave it there open. So if you don't want to walk in, you can just put your head, say hi to me and walk away. <laughs> so I wanted to put the bar there to do that. But it's like, it was like, no, but people are going to, people are going to think it's a cafe because you have table there. If the first thing they see is the, the bar counter, they're going to think it's a cafe. Yeah. But it's like, but for me, it's important to offer coffee to people. So it's like, we still did it. And we went, we went, we occupy a lot of real estate here, basically from the register to there. I'm not selling you anything. And, <laughs> and that was the idea of it. I mean, there's a little Just tiny the, desk that you have your computer on and yeah, you'll probably yeah, be sitting fact, at when yeah. people walk in. Yeah. It feels like hospitality more than it feels like someone told you that if you put a cafe in the shop it's gonna <laughs> <laughs> it'll get people here and Latin, and then you know it'll keep people from sitting here on their laptop or something you know correct you don't correct. want correct yeah well congratulations michael thank you so yeah. much man for supporting and thank you for for doing this yeah thank you for thanks for spending the time with me thank you for coming, i'm man. super impressed by your store so thank you man. i'm gonna do some shopping thank you all right Ciao, man.